very good morning, everyone. My name is Ollie Neal, and I'm the youth and young adults worker here at Crescent Church in Belfast. It's a pleasure to welcome you to this week's service. We live in a messed up world, don't we? Whether it's racism or persecution or the killing of the unborn or battles with mental health or the hurt caused by COVID-19. All these evils point to a fallen world, a world in desperate need of God's justice and renewal. And maybe you're listening to this and you're really hurting right now. Well, I think our first hymn points to the ultimate remedy to our pain. Let me read you the first verse. It says, Jesus, your name, Prince of Peace, quiets my soul, treasures the least. In perfect rest you will keep all whose hope is in you. Jesus, your name can silence the storms, the strivings that trouble our world. Jesus, your name reveals you as Lord, O oh, powerful name. Brothers and sisters, this morning, this is our hope. He is our hope. So let's sing these words like we believe they're true.
let's now turn to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning troubled by a world of pain and suffering, but with hope in our hearts. Thank you, Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ, our living hope, the Prince of Peace, our wonderful Counselor. Lord, quiet our souls in the knowledge that his name can silence the storms and the strivings that trouble our world. Lord, convince our hearts of the truth that he cares, and therefore all our anxieties can be cast upon him. And thank you, Lord, that no matter where we find ourselves today, one day you will restore us and make us strong. Father, we long for the return of Christ. May it be soon, Lord. But in the meantime, help us to trust you. Help us to humble ourselves before you. Help us to live out the lives you've called us to here in Northern Ireland. We do ask for your hand of blessing and healing upon those at present going through times of sickness, suffering and loss. Be near to them, Lord. May they know your kindness and love. Finally, Lord, we ask that all that is said and done in this service might be acceptable in your sight. We ask that by your spirit, you might use any truth spoken and apply it powerfully to the hearts and lives of those listening. We bring all this before you, Lord, in the powerful name of your precious and worthy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Heather McGee will now read us the kids' story before Amy Cullen performs the actions for the song Store Up Good in Your Heart. The teeny weeny true king, Samuel anoints David, a Bible story from 1 Samuel chapter 16. God's people had a new land. Now they wanted a king. But God is your king, Samuel told them. He is the one who looks after you best. We want a real king, they said. One we can see. God knew that a king might not be kind to his people or look after them as well as he would. But God's people didn't care. They wanted a king and they wanted him now. So God gave them a king. He was called Saul, and he seemed like a good king at first, but he became proud and stopped listening to God. He didn't obey God or love God with his whole heart. Saul can't help me with my plan, God said. I need a king who loves me and will teach my people to love me. I need a true king. God had just the one in mind. Go to Bethlehem, God told Samuel. You'll find the new king there. Samuel's job was to listen to God and tell people what God said. So Samuel went to the little town of Bethlehem. God told Samuel to go to Jesse's house. God was going to choose one of Jesse's sons to be the new king. Jesse had seven strong sons. Now in those days, if you were going to be the king, you didn't have to be the richest or the cleverest, although that was always nice. You had to look like a king. That meant that you had to be the tallest and the strongest so you could carry the longest swords and biggest armour and defeat everyone. And it didn't hurt to be handsome either. 
Samuel asked Jesse to bring him each son in turn. So Jesse brought the oldest, tallest, strongest son. This must be the new king, Samuel thought. He looks like a king. But God didn't choose him. You're thinking about what he looks like on the outside, God told Samuel. But I am looking at his heart, what he's like on the inside. So Jesse showed Samuel his next oldest, tallest, strongest son. But God didn't choose him either. In fact, God didn't choose any of the seven sons. Samuel said, is that all? Jesse laughed. Oh well, there's the youngest one. But he's just the weakling of the family. He's only teeny. Bring him, said Samuel. Jesse's youngest son came running up and God spoke quietly to Samuel. This is the one. His name was David. He has a heart like mine, God said. It is full of love. He will help me with my secret rescue plan. And one of his children's children's children will be the king. And that king will rule the world forever. Samuel anointed David's head with oil, which was a special way to show that you are God's chosen king. You will be the new king one day, Samuel told him. And sure enough, when he grew up, David became king. God chose David to be king because God was getting his people ready for an even greater king who was coming. Once again, God would say, go to Bethlehem, you'll find the new king there. And there, one starry night in Bethlehem, in the town of David, three wise men would find him.
Thanks, Heather and Amy. May God root those truths deep in young hearts and lives. We're now going to sing again. It's a beautiful song, The Lord's My Shepherd, and we're going to be accompanied by the gifted Crescent musicians. Uh, we're so thankful for the way God has used them to bless us during this period. going through the book of 1 Peter over the past weeks, and we've reached the end of the book. Reuben Johnson is going to bring us our final reading before David Farrell teaches us from 1 Peter 5, verses 1 to 12. The elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for... God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, 
because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who calls us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, our faithful brother as I consider him, I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God in which you stand. 